Welcome to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth podcast with your host, Chris DeRoe. Years ago, Chris was a firefighter and a paramedic and witnessed many people not getting another tomorrow, and it shaped who he is now as a financial strategist. Chris doesn't just help people plan for a secure tomorrow, he helps them plan for a better today. Chris lives and works in Burlington, Ontario, and runs an advisory practice named Three Hats Financial. Let's get to it. Writing a life letter. In this episode of The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth, Chris Duro of Three Hats Financial explains the purpose of a life letter. I'm Patrice Sakora. Chris, you say this is a letter you write for future generations. Say that sounds very nice, but why do it? Thanks, Patrice. Today we'll we'll go over constructing a life letter. And the reason, just to answer your question, why is the last podcast I did, we spoke about the importance of a will, power of attorney, and the state directory, which is extremely important. And if my listeners haven't listened to that episode, I'm going to tell them to go back and listen to that. I really want everyone to listen to that podcast. So we went over how important that is. And a will, we all know that's going to help you plan on how you're going to leave your physical possessions. But what about your internal possessions? And what I mean by that is, what about your childhood, how that was like, how you met your significant other, what your parents were like, your values, life lessons, cherished memories, all that stuff. That's a lot of memories and wisdom and even family history that can be lost if a family member passes. And these letters, and I'm going to get into how it can be a letter recording or video, and I'll get into which one my preference is. This prevents losing that valuable information. That's basically the goal, to share yourself and not lose information? Yeah, it's just giving an individual or even yourself a chance to just put down really important information about your family history, life lessons, mistakes you've made, things you've cherished, a whole bunch of things. And what I want to just really mention here is don't think if you're listening to this that, well, that's that's for someone that's sick or someone elderly, and I'm not going to do that now. I absolutely, I encourage people to do this sooner than later. I'll go into an example at the end of the show, how my wife and I are kind of already doing this with our kids on actually a yearly basis and the experience that has given us and just how important it is to my kids. And they're only 11, eight, and soon to be no, 11, eight, and six and how important that is even at that age. So I'll, I'll, I'll go into that. I'm very passionate about this because I've done it myself. And a lot of people I've spoken to have never done this. So we'll get into that. Do you list your shortcomings, your failures? Do you focus on successes? What should you put in this? It can be anything. First of all, I'll get into how this even became to be a thing for, for me to want to speak about and how important I found is Years ago, my dad and I were at the cottage and we were having a chat. And I just like over a course over my lifetime, I've asked him questions here and there. Majority of my grandparents passed when I was quite young. So I was always kind of asking them questions, asking them questions about that. And then it was a while ago, we were coming back from a boat show and we we're in the car for a bit because there was traffic. And we really got into conversation about some of these questions. And I was like, holy I don't know these answers. Some of these details, I was, I was just blown away. I'm like, I don't even know any of this stuff. And I'm thinking, well, what if my kids ask me this down the road on how my great grandparents were or grand, like I wouldn't even be able to answer that. That's where this started to become uh, something that I started to research a bit. 
And then over the last little bit, I've been mentioning this to some clients and I've had a couple examples with that come up. I had one client where I gave her the idea because she was just going through some rough times with her kids and there was one kid that had moved away and they weren't really talking much. And I, I guess the child was, she thought, may never speak to her again. And I thought, you know what? You're telling me a lot of the history here and the reasons why. Why don't you write something to go with your will and power attorney if you feel it's that important because this is all lost and you're just telling me. She thought, obviously, that was a great idea. To go into the details of what this will be, it can be a, a letter or a video or a recording or even a combination of these. There's no wrong answer here. Your life, put it in chapters of what it was like being a child, what you were like before high school, how you met your significant other, mistakes, regrets, things you remember about your siblings, your parents, your grandparents. It's really unlimited. You were telling me your grandmother had a letter left to you guys, you and your, I guess, cousins. Tell me about that. That was my first exposure to really any of this was a long time ago when she passed. My uncle, we were all just sitting around and obviously everyone was upset, but she lived a good life and it was a celebration of life and all of that. And my uncle pulls out a letter and starts reading it. She had gone and written a paragraph on each of her children and grandchildren going over just how we were, her memories with us, and, and that. I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget that. Just a moment I'll always cherish forever because I just remember listening to that. And you could even pick out the little nuances. My uncle's this big husky guy, and he, I'm picturing my grandmother reading it to me because just because the nuances in the letter of her, of how she talk to me in that. So it was just really, really cool. I'll never forget that. This sounds like it could be quite the cathartic experience, not just for the person writing it, for the person also receiving it. Yeah. So an example is I, I did this with my father and it was, I, I can't tell you enough how cool it was to have those conversations. Once again, we've talked about these things here and there, but we never actually just sat down and went through an hour of going through some of these conversations. I was yet again, blown away by some of the things he had told me, like my great grandfather coming over from Italy with so poor that he came on the boat with no shoes, even though they had shoes for them, like recycled shoes, old shoes, but because his feet were so big, he couldn't even curl his toes to put them in the shoes. So he literally came from Italy to Canada in a boat and had no shoes. So just little things like that. I was like, oh, like I would have lost that if I never had asked him those questions. We just really both enjoyed it. Even my own dad was like saying, this is such a great idea. I wish I had done this with your grandmother. So when should you write this? Is there any, any best time? As you say, it's not just for the elderly. This is, this is life. It, it isn't just for the elderly. And the thing is, if you have, if your parents are still here, then it's great to just be interviewing them or asking them to write a letter or at least giving them the idea. If someone's not, if a parent isn't comfortable recording things, then you can have them write a letter or give them an idea. My preference is the recording. I'm going to reference a lot to like the life letter, but the recording was pretty cool to do because you're getting the laughter, you're getting 
the emotion, the conversation you thought was going to go one way and then then it goes just a complete another way. And it was just really interesting to do recording wise. I just recommend something. It doesn't have to be recording, but whether it be a letter recording video, or you could even do a combination of a letter and a video. Definitely valuable on both ends of it. How do you start? I mean, this is a daunting task. You're talking about your life, your memories, what you want to say to the next generations. Where do you start? First thing you to start is you have to figure out what you want to talk about. And with that, you're going to have to think of ideas on, do I want to just write a letter of what's just in, in my head and what I think of? Or do I want to start it in different paragraphs? I, I, I recommend to some clients like a thing called a story vault. What I mean by that is don't just think that you're going to listen to this podcast and have to just go record or think of a letter right off the hop if you can't, whether it's on your phone or an app like Dropbox, or it can even be a notebook. Just start writing ideas for the next week or two of things you want to talk about. The thing too is this isn't, doesn't have to be a permanent thing. You can keep updating this every couple of years and going back and rereading it or re-recording it or however you want to do it. First thing is to figure out that structure and the things that you're going to talk about. Now, it can either be a letter or like what I found was useful with my dad is I've got 51 questions I've come up with from multiple sources that I ran him through and I didn't go through them all. It's just because you'll, one question can go on for 15 minutes and one question will be 10 seconds. That's in the resource section of our website. And you can grab that and just start answering those yourself. And of course, if your parents are here, run your parents through that. It just was a really cool thing to do. First of all, figure what format you want. Are you just going to write a let random letter or a recording about certain things? Or do you want some help such as the questions to guide you? then start going along those lines and getting this information just somewhere. And I'm looking at some of these questions. Um, <laughs> were you ever scared to be a parent? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some doozies on there. Like the, the, <laughs> the one I, I asked my, asked my dad and I remember just waiting for like, for the answer was as a teenager, what did you get yourself in trouble or did you ever up to anything <laughs> bad that you want to tell me about. He's like, Oh boy. Okay. I never told you about this one. And I Whoa. don't worry, dad. Don't worry, dad. I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to mention that one. But I was like, are you kidding me? That's like, you never told me that. <laughs> and he goes, well, it's not good. I go, yes, it is good. I go, that's great that I never even would have thought of you in that environment. So it, and it wasn't even that bad, but it's just, you see your parents one way and obviously you didn't see them when they were teenagers and things like that. So it was just really cool to hear some of those things. All right. You're writing this or you're recording it. Where do you keep it? Where, where should you put it? If it's a letter that you're going to do, what I recommend to clients and things like that is you put that with your will, your power of attorney. And if you remember from the recent podcast, the estate directory, that's important as well. So that letter should go with that if it's a written letter. I recommend you seal it. Don't just leave it open. And you can, but I, I prefer it to be sealed because then there's just no chance of anyone else opening it if you don't want them to read it right now. That's what I would do with the letters. Now, recordings and videos are different. Now, if you have a memory stick or you're going to record it or anything like that, or someone's going to help you do it, or you're, you're good with technology, I say put the memory stick 
with the will and power of attorney and you can put, even put a sticky note on it saying if anything ever happens to me or anything like that to listen to things the things with electronic devices that you have to think of is that we have no idea right now 10 years from now will usb sticks even be here who knows so i always recommend recording it to two different devices whether it be a memory stick and something like dropbox or something like don't my, my it guy would always say it's not backed up unless it's backed up in two different places that would be the best as you back it up on two different devices and if you really want to protect it you put those two different devices in two different areas just to make sure that nothing happens or that you always have a copy because i can tell you going through that conversation with my dad there is i want nothing to ever happen to that information so i want to make sure that is protected now after that it would be good every couple of years just to just check to make sure it still plays and everything else like that but there'll be other media devices and channels that come out so maybe if you have it on USB down the road, USB will still be here for a while, but another media channel comes out, well, then you want to look at potentially changing that over. So these are just some IT tips in regards to if you go to the electronic version. I want to take this letter idea a little step further. You were telling me that you write birthday letters to your kids. Tell me about those. Yeah, that's what I wanted to, to, I wanted to mention that towards the end and stuff, like just how my wife and I are currently doing that. Uh, my oldest is 11. And since day one, my wife and I write a birthday letter for each kid, each birthday. And what that is, is it's just reflecting the past year on what they did, what they accomplished, who their friends were, certain memories with family, sporting achievements, school achievements, all that stuff. Every birthday we write a letter and my wife does scrapbook. So then we put it into a scrapbook in front of the year of their birthday. And then with a few pictures of the year, when we first started doing that, of course they were too young to read it, but it felt good doing it and just reflecting on the year and everything else. Now I can't tell you how cool it is to see them really appreciate those. And they're, they're 11, eight and six. The six year old is still a little behind on this, but the 11 and eight year old for sure my my oldest daughter, she she turned 11 at the end of February, and I was, I was a day late this year. Obviously, lots of stuff going on right now with the times, and I was a day late, and she was all over me that I was late. <laughs> and it's interesting because, yes, they're still kids, and they still get excited for the presents, but right after the presents and stuff, they're asking for those letters. And now it's just so neat to watch them read it and just go through it, and then they'll even ask me a couple of questions. And over the years... The scrapbooks are all kept in my home office on the bottom shelf. I'd come into my office and one or two of the kids would have their scrapbooks out and they're reading their birthday letters from before when they were too young to be able to read. That's just giving you another idea of the importance of it. And what I, in regards to that, like these kids are reading it and they enjoy it. I'm still here. Like I can still explain it to them. Yeah. And that imagine I wasn't how like those, the value of those letters just quadrupled because now you're not here. I'm just really happy that we had started to do that beforehand. And that's why I get a little passionate about this because I do feel it is such a good thing to do. And just imagine what it will mean to their kids to see these scrapbooks. Yeah. And that's the thing, like whether it's a recording or a letter, it's not just for one generation. Some of the questions I asked my father was in regards to like, even my kids, when they, what should they be thinking about 
when they, when they have their careers or their families, those are questions for a very, very, very long time from, from now that I actually have answers from, from their grandfather, potentially, and even their children's great grandfather. This is not just family information, although that is the wonderful part. You can impart, hopefully, some wisdom and advice. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to keep referencing, obviously, the conversation with my dad because that was obviously the, the best example I have of this. I asked things like, what was money like as a kid? Has that sculpted your money mindset now? And just so many things that I, I was not aware of, and some I was, but then there was more just clarity given. And there was certain things I had known, but it's crazy how over the years, maybe I misunderstood or I changed it in my head and I thought it was different than what he told me. And I was like, oh, I, I thought it was a different story than that. He goes, no, this is how it happened. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm glad it asked. I asked. Is there something we haven't covered here that you think we should? This is a lot of information for people to digest. It's a great, great idea. Just do it. Like I, I have to admit, even myself, I procrastinated on this for a while because, well, think of it. My first exposure was my grandmother. And then what, 15, oh, sorry, almost 20 years later, I started to, to ask more about my dad's history and things like that and didn't even do it till, till later. Don't procrastinate on it. Just do it. There's no wrong way of doing this. What I tell people is, or my clients is just go find quiet area, just go start writing a letter. If it helps, go grab photo books and just start going through old photo books. You know how quickly that's going to just spark your memory? It doesn't matter what you put down. <laughs> as long as you just put something down so information isn't lost. That was one of the ideas, just simply going grabbing old photo books. And if, if your parents are alive, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really push to really have these interview or the conversations because that was one of the coolest things ever. There's no wrong way of doing this. And I, I, your stories and your values are arguably the most important assets you have. So I'm just going to encourage people to make sure they do this. And it could be potentially the most important letter you ever write. All right. What is your website? Because you say you will have the 51 questions listed on your website for people to look at. And these are definitely things that will help you jumpstart your thinking. In fact, I'm looking at your number 48. What have you always wanted to tell me, but haven't had the courage to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I was shaking a little bit when I asked that one. Part of me was like, I don't know if I want to go here, but I was like, oh, down the road, you're never going to regret that. Unless it was something like he said, I never wanted to have you or you were oh, an dear. accident. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Good. Thank goodness. Yeah. So what is your website? Threehatsfinancial.ca. Chris Durow of Three Hats Financial. Lot of food for thought here. Thanks. To subscribe to additional episodes of The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth, use the subscribe button on this page. And to share with friends and colleagues, use the share button. I'm Patrice Sakora. And let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of IPC Investment Corporation. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. 
always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.